Blog Talk Radio. I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met. Diamond Dallas Page started doing yoga, man. I started doing a, a thing called DDP yoga. It's not your mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Cutter! Took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around, it's, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP. Radio. Well, 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 hello, my friends. Welcome to a brand new episode of DDP Radio Live right here at DDPRadio.com. As always, my name is Michael D. Mullins here, uh, broadcasting live from the DDP Radio Megaplex in beautiful Raleigh, North Carolina, where it's a bit cold and uh, (laughs) dark and uh, chilly out here, but it in no mean compares to where my co-host is. So I'm going to start making the ascension towards the tower, up the rung by rung by rung, all the way to the top floor of the DDP Radio Megaplex, and I peer into the cold crisp November night into the deep depths of the deepest, darkest parts of Canada. And in that part on the mountain, on top of the mountain, on top of the mountain that is Mount Ontario is a cabin with a billowing smokestack coming out of the cabin and a light, a glowing red light that melting the snow around her. And I connect to that light and we blast DDP radio all over the world. And of course, the inhabitor of that cabin is the one and only the Canadian quote master, Canada's greatest woman, Crystal Stewart. How are you? <laughs> I'm cold. <laughs> well, yeah. Thanks. Well, you were, yeah. you were in the process of telling me before the show started, we got cut off because the intro is coming in, that uh, you guys got some snow already there, huh? Yeah, yeah. So it came Halloween night, and I don't know. It's currently about I don't know minus three or minus five or it's minus something. <laughs> Yikes! You know, we were talking about because you know it's not Canada cold for here. It's pretty cold seasonally this time of year uh, than than it usually is. And we we were talking about it last night that. When you're growing up, how much did it suck to have to wear your jacket under your Halloween costume in the winter? Right. It just yeah. ruined it, the whole thing. Yeah. We, I don't know how many times, you know, you put a snowsuit on and then your Halloween costume. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. And, uh, you know, happy Halloween for all the people. Uh, around the world who are coming off of that trick-or-treating and it's 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 a fun time of year and uh, I always love uh, the Halloween season 
Um, and I know we have a great guest uh, coming up in just a second. Crystal's going to tell us who we got there. But real quick, I, I wanted to uh, to give a little shout out, a little bit of love to Warren and Dallas and and everybody yeah. who uh, we lost uh, Terry Lang this past uh, week. Uh, they call her the godmother of DDP yoga. She has been on this show with us so many times throughout the years. And uh, she was a she was a really good friend to me. We really enjoyed always having her. She was so cool to Katie. Um, we had a lot of great dinners together over the you know years. And one thing about Terry is she's probably double my age or close to it. She's probably uh, you know she was a lot older than me. But whoever she sat down and talked to, you could have a conversation and feel like peers. She was so cool. She was so like up to date on everything. She's seriously one of the coolest people I ever met and I loved her so much. And I'm so sad that we lost her this week unexpectedly and uh, she will be missed. And uh, she was a great asset to our community and just a great asset as a person in this world to have shed a light about her and uh, we will miss her. Yeah, indeed. Oh, absolutely. And um, you know, being on the show, you know, you never know. You never, just never know. It, it was, uh, it was definitely unexpected. I got that text from from DDP and, and Garrett this past week, and I heard about what happened, and it just makes you really appreciate the people in your worlds a lot more. And you know, I appreciate you, Crystal, and I appreciate all. I appreciate you too, Mike. It's never, it's never a good time. It's never not a good time to uh, let the people know that you care about them. So there we go. Yeah. It's, it's so sad. I didn't really have, I wasn't as close to Terry as many others were, but I did talk to her a couple of times and she was always so gracious and always so sweet. I'm really going to miss her. I'm really going to miss her. Oh, uh, absolutely. And if you guys get a chance, if you don't know Terry, go back and listen to some of the episodes of GDP radio with her on it. She was sweet as, as can be, but also a ferocious sense of humor and just such a fun person. And, and I'm so sorry <laughs> to Warren and, and everybody. I know DDP was, she was one of his best friends and, and I know he's broken up by it. So uh, rest in peace, Terry. Thanks for all the positivity and, and just like you brought into everyone's lives. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Me too. And, and uh, you know, it's hard to pivot off of that. So I'm just going to do that because <laughs> uh, might as well just take a hard left turn because we're excited because we have another warrior of the week. And uh, Crystal, you sent me uh, a little write up her bio and she, she seems like a fascinating person to have on the show and somebody who really defines what we do here at DDP Radio and the Warrior of the Week. So without any further ado, I know you've been working very hard, so let's uh, tell us who we got uh, tonight for our November 1st DDP Radio Warrior of the Week. Yeah, it's hard to believe it's November already. Um, So this week, Mike and I are pleased to welcome Denise Sirk to the show In reading up on Denise, it became obvious that she has more than earned the title of warrior. That, of course, also means that things didn't always go as planned or as desired. 
there's a huge difference between going through something versus growing through something. It's easy to resent the universe for deciding, I am going to make you strong, but first I will make you fight. When we just crave something to go right or something to go easy, it's not quick, it is quickly learned that you will not be the same person coming out of the storm that went into the storm. Is it easy? No. Is it worth it? Absolutely. Please welcome my friend Denise Sir to the show. Hello. Thank you so Hi, much. Denise. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hey, Hi. yes. Hey. Hi, Denise. Hey, guys. <laughs> Thank you for having oh. me. First, um, I do also want to pay respects to Terry Lang because she was one of the first inspirations that I listened to when I joined DDP, when I was the lurker on the web page and doing the list and looking at, you know, all of the success stories. And it, it broke my heart this week too. So um, I, I want to wanna honor that because she did reach out to me and comment. And I'm like, wait, is that Terry? Terry talked to me, <laughs> you know, like, wow, you know, so so I I was very saddened by that too, and I know she was a very good friend to Dallas and, and a lot of the people in the community. So so thank you, um, Carrie, for all that she did and for you know inspiring all of us. And thank you, Crystal, for the introduction. You made me sound like Superwoman. <laughs> you are I Superwoman. <laughs> thank you. Well, so yeah. Well. We well, let's let's get into it. Let's let people know why we uh, why we chose you for the DDPY Warrior of the Week. Let's tell your story. With uh, the okay. show, we never like to uh, we don't like to write down questions. We don't like to prepare. We like to make it natural to get to know each other on the air and and just like have a conversation. So uh, the one standard question we always start out with, which is the only one I got prepared, is where. <laughs> Were you from? What did you get? What did you do to get to the point where you needed to take that jump to GDPY? Who are you, and how'd you get here? <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, for those who don't know me, um, I am recently in the 55 plus group. Some people didn't think I was that old, <laughs> but I am. So I am um, 58 years old now, and. What brought me to BDPY was um, I'm a cancer survivor, and I had it was a, 10 years ago I was diagnosed, actually Thanksgiving week 10 years ago, so I've been in remission for about nine and a half years. I had a cancer, a blood cancer called non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. You know, of course, you get the diagnosis and you just immediately think my my world is over, everything's done, but... Um, my dad was a cancer survivor, and he taught us to never give up and never stop fighting. And so, you know, we had like the one day of doom and gloom, and then we're just going to hit it and do what we need to do and be positive. So I was, I was learning positivity 10 years ago, even before I knew about DDPY. I didn't even know about DDPY back then. I wish I had, but I didn't. Um, so what really brought me here was um, – because of my cancer, the chemo, the radiation, you know, I lost all my hair, and um, I have 
I have a heart condition now. I have diastolic dysfunction. I have congestive heart failure. So my blood wasn't pumping, you know, from my heart to my extremities. And um, I have a lung condition now where it fried part of my left lung. And I have a B12 deficiency. And then all of this, like, snowballed to high blood pressure, fibromyalgia, and autoimmune. And I just felt like, you know, this is it. I'm just doom and gloom. And... Actually, my first grandchild was born that year. I was like, okay, no, this this is not how my life is going to be. I have got to get fit. And at that point, I had gotten up to almost 260 pounds, um, and I was on a lot of steroid treatments. And, you know, I didn't find this program until probably 2020 during COVID, but I, I didn't do the program. I was just watching everybody else do it, and I was like, well, let me just check it out. So 2021, I bought the DVDs, and I didn't want anything to do with the community, and I was just shy. Some people won't believe that, but I I was very reserved and shy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really, really not. You know, I'm shy, but but I'm not. I don't know if that makes sense. But um, I started, um, I think it was the 2021 challenge. It was, like, too late. And I was like, wait a minute. How is it too late to join this, you know, Positively Unstoppable? But I watched the process, and and I started getting into the community a lot more. And, you know, I didn't want that to be who I was, that I was just going to be stuck in a wheelchair because I can't get blood to my extremities. I wanted to move. And, um, and you know, I hear people talk about it, you know, I want to be sexy and thin. And at that point, I just wanted to live and walk and enjoy, you know, my life and my family and my new granddaughter. So um, I just I started doing the the program, um, and then I I went all in with the app and did the list, and I started in the community and meeting great people. And um, I'll take a breath right there if you guys have any questions. I mean that's I mean. You know, you're always told life is sacred, you know, life is worth living Mm -hmm. and all this stuff, but nothing really makes you realize that and having something like cancer suddenly put on your shoulders. How, right. How do you, how do you kind of, you know, you got a family, you got friends, you got a lot of people you care about. How does that diagnosis, how does that click when you're told that you have this, this uphill battle you got to suddenly fight that you weren't even prepared to fight at the time? Right. So it's it's a shock, you know, because when you first hear it, well, for me, when I first heard cancer, I was like, wait, no, this was never supposed to happen to me. You know, I I didn't do anything bad in my life to to do any, to get this or, you know, whatever you think. But cancer is not prejudice. It's going to come up in anybody, you know, it can, it can happen to anyone. So it was devastating. Um, my husband and I, like I said, like the first day we, we just cried. And honestly, I threw up because I was just like, Oh my God, (laughs) I didn't know how to, how to react. And, um, then it was just so many appointments and so much that we had to do. And I was actually diagnosed, um, in December, it was like December 12th when I finally got my diagnosis in 2013, so 10, almost 10 years ago. And they're like, well, you've had it probably for six months. It's very aggressive. 
um, if you don't take treatment, you have three months to live. Do you want to wait until after the holidays? Yeah, they're like, do you want to wait until after the holidays to start your treatment? I'm like, hell no, I don't want to wait. (laughs) Why, Why would I wait? So it was like, you know, get a port in and do all these tests and go to, you know, a heart doctor and make sure your heart's healthy enough. And at that point, we just moved Christmas up. My first chemo treatment was like December 23rd. Like we're having Christmas on the 22nd, guys. I was, I was just ready. Like let's get this over with. And over New Year's, um, the first chemo treatment actually almost killed me because it wiped out my whole immune system. Um, and it's so non-Hodgkin's lymphoma is a cancer of the immune system. And my oncologist was like, "You tank. Like you have nothing." My my white blood cells are like 0.4 or something like that. And so I I had to go, it was the day before New Year's Eve and New Year's Eve, and literally set up a cancer center with an IV. And I'm like, you know, woohoo, here's my happy new year. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> yeah. So, and I had to find a lot of humor. You know, I, I started a Facebook page because I couldn't find anybody that went through what I was going through. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. So I created my own page and I've shared it with some of the other DDP, my warriors, um, you know, when you're going through losing your hair and how you feel. And I'm like, here, go to my old Facebook page. It's my whole journal of how I felt. And so that was, that was how I dealt with it. Like, journaling and then sharing it with my friends and family but you know my dad always taught me to like to find humor and even the bad times so I did that you know when my hair started growing back I had like a little sideburns on my face before I had hair on my head and so, so. I I love that I mean first of all yeah you know with, with something like cancer People don't feel okay being light and fun and humorous. Mm-hmm. People around you almost feel like they owe it to you to be somber, and they don't know how to handle that. So in turn, yeah. they kind of treat you differently. But when you can disarm mm-hmm. something with a joke, it makes everyone around you kind of just breathe a little bit, and, and it'll, it breaks the tension and allows you to just be who you always are together. Uh, some people yeah. don't know how to react to those type of things, and – I find humor is, is such a great equalizer of tension and, and darkness um, and that you're able yeah. to see that and kind of incorporate that into your, your, your cancer journey, if you will, while not taking mm-hmm. away the, 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 the heaviness of it, but also adding a little levity so everyone around you can just kind of breathe and, and you guys can just be family how you always are. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that was the biggest thing when my dad had cancer. Um, and it was, it was really odd because I, I had cancer at 48, and he was 48. And it's like, what is going on here, universe? But um, the biggest thing I remember him saying was, don't treat me any differently just because I have a diagnosis. I'm the same person. Like, you know, I don't have the plague. I don't, you know, I'm not contagious. And mm. don't make me feel like, I'm out on an island and now I don't have my friends and family. Let's just all you know, do the things we used to do and laugh and, and have a good time, but obviously fight. You know, I had a battle. I had, I had to, I had to live. And, um, 
it's 10 years and I go yearly and I have to for the rest of my life because of the type of cancer it was because they can see in your blood if you have it. So, so it's still, that's part of my life every year. It used to be every six months. So it was like in June, the week of my birthday. I'm like, Oh my God, am I going to have a good birthday or not? <laughs> you know. And then it was the week of Christmas. So it was like June and December. I, I just saw this as like, what kind of joke is this? You know, my birthday present, my Christmas present. Am I going to have cancer or not? But it, it was, it's always turned out. I still am in remission. I can't be considered cancer free because I still have, um, you know, in the cancer world, it's called SUV, not not the vehicle, but the standard uptake value. I still have a three percent something in there is either scar tissue or cancer, but it's stable. So that's why it's remission instead of cancer-free. So. I mean, wow. there is nothing like a diagnosis of any kind to completely throw you off off kilter of everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you – I don't even know. I mean, because I am living with MS, and I mean – Mm-hmm. I don't think my feet have hit the ground in stability since I was told that that's what was going on. I I don't know how to find true north at any given time. Mm-hmm. So I just, I do what Mike said. I make a joke about everything. Like I find, I can't remember where I put anything. And I always say to the kids, uh, you know, I can hide my own Easter eggs. I mean, (laughs) you just got to laugh. I mean, what else do you say at this point? You either roll over and accept the diagnosis or you Mm -hmm. stagger and fight. I mean, I'm really proud of you. I need, I cried a lot researching you. I cried so many times. (laughs) Just because there was so much that I related to, and I'm really, really proud of you, and I'm so glad that you came on the show. Thank you. Yeah, and when, you know, so for before my cancer diagnosis, I was checked for MS. I was checked for lupus. I was checked for a lot of these autoimmune diseases because there was something going on, and we couldn't find out what it was. I have a B12 deficiency, and, you know, a lot of that has the same symptoms. So I have I have what they call autoimmune disease syndrome. I'm like, wait, I have AIDS? What? AIDS, <laughs> you know? Right. I'm like, wait, what is this? So it's like autoimmune disease. They don't know what it is, and I have fibromyalgia. And so to me, so getting back to the DDPY, piece of it, moving, you know, getting the blood to my legs, getting the blood to my arms, just getting, you know, fluid motion and being able to walk without my legs feeling like concrete. To me, that was just like, you know, hallelujah. And then, of course, losing weight. I've always wanted to lose weight. And it just, I always say it's slow and um, Rob Ramsey is my fast track coach. He said he was going to call in and heckle me, but I haven't heard him yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> but he's like, it's not slow. Like, shoot, you know, you it's it's been two years and I'm down 50 pounds. Um, Good for you. I was down on 
Yeah, I was down almost 60 pounds, but I've had some health issues this year. I've had um, a couple surgeries. One was pretty minor and one was pretty major in August. And so that was, I cut my um, Positively Unstoppable Challenge off like at the end of July. So I'm like, I had surgery August 1st. And at that point, I had was down like 24 pounds just this year. And within Rob's fast track, you know, 90 days, that was 17 pounds of it because he introduced me to some cardio, which would help my heart, but also help shed some of the pounds and get past the plateau. And um, and I'll tell you how I how I've kind of like gravitated towards Rob is is another aspect of my life, and I know I send it to Crystal is um, so I have a son who's a, a drug addict, a grown son. And I was inspired, you know, by Jeremy Landry, of course, his story. And he always took the time to chat with me or comment and Aaron Coker and Barry Bowling because they talk about addiction. And I'm like all over these guys. Like I'm not like your weird mom, you know, but I, I need help. How do I cope with my son? And for me, it was um, – it's kind of like the determination, discipline, and perseverance, you know, the BDP. I was like, the first year I was just, like, I was determined to get my body right. And then I started hearing all this about the mental well-being and everybody else who has addictions. And I have an, I had a food addiction. I was bulimic in my 20s. So I was like, okay, now I'm on to the mental piece of it, and I'm going to dive into this, like what can they do to help me and how can I cope? So getting on the mat truly was my time to focus and get everything out of my head about dealing with, you know, my, my drug addict son. And he is 90 days sober right now. And congratulations. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So we're, we're happy about that. But that's, awesome. that's when Rob kind of, yeah. And that's when Rob kind of entered in probably like, I'd say like January, February, we just I started seeing, you know, he he had a drug addiction in the past and he's been very open about it and we started chatting and he encouraged me to do the four by four by forty eight and I was like, This guy's crazy, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't do that. It's either run or walk every like four hours or every four hours, four miles for forty eight hours. Starting on a Friday, like on a weekend, I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Well, you know, he has a way of saying, ah, you can do it. You you know, you just believe you can do it. You can do it. And um, so I did it. I did it on my exercise bike. I'm like, I'm not riding out, you know, 4 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) I'm not doing that. (laughs) And I did it. And I was was very, like, proud of myself and – and we put our videos out when we were doing this. And, and I've always been one. When I was a kid, I was bullied and I cried a lot. And as I went through life and, you know, failed marriage and cancer, and here I am, you know, on my 50s, I'm like, I'm not crying anymore. I'm not going to get on videos and cry. And I freaking cried. Like, I did it. I did it. It's 48, 48 miles and 40 hours. So that's how I connected with Rob as a friend. Um, and I'm very thankful, like forever grateful for him too, because without DDPY and all of these people that have been through addiction, 
I I don't think my mental being would be where it is today. So there's another piece of wow. my story. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, I, I had it's to like ask that whole. Sorry, yeah. Mike. No, go please, Crystal. I'm sorry. No, it's just, it just kind of reminds me, you know, when you go on an airplane and, and they say, okay, if the plane's going down and you have children with you, put the mask mm-hmm. on the kids and, mm-hmm. you know, don't do it your, to yourself first. Do it to the kids first. And, I mean, it's, I mean, you have to do something sometimes for someone else in order for it to trigger you mm-hmm. to make a better choice and I mean I think that's yeah. wonderful the community is wonderful yeah yeah so you know so I like I said I was I got into it with for my health issues to be stronger and to just be able to function normally and then I'm down this rabbit hole of all the mental um, and of course the physical so physically like I, I joined the 100-day challenges, and I was joining this challenge and that challenge. I'm like, okay, I have to kind of pare it down. I can't do everything, but maybe I can. And I pushed myself and pushed myself, and I did 365 days of DDPY straight, and, you know, it's like celebrate. And But then I needed to start taking rest days because I'm over 55 years old. <laughs> I need to take a break. So. I got I to gotta ask you real quick. So, you know, obviously dealing with all these health problems and, and also cancer and stuff, it, it leaves you pretty physically beat. It, it leaves you yes. probably exhausting, uh, exhausted. Mm-hmm. When you first started doing, you know, DDPY and you're coming off all of this stuff, obviously it mm-hmm. must have been a little rough to try to get yourself going and, and get the momentum behind you. How did you kind of transition from – from being a cancer patient with these health issues to suddenly like diving into this fitness world. How was it physically for you and mentally to try to get over that first hump and get a little steam behind you? Oh yeah. Like the first, so I tried like traditional yoga maybe, maybe about eight years ago. And then I hurt my shoulder because I was too heavy. And then I had to heal from that. And then I did another program I was like, well, I need a little more than this because I literally like fall asleep on the floor doing traditional <laughs> yoga. <laughs> and then I was like, okay. So I found another one. I'm like, okay, this is boring. And then, and it was the Arthur Borman video, you know, it popped, it started popping up in my feed. And I was like, what's this all about? And I was like, wow, if this guy, you know, everybody says it, but it's so true. If this guy can have all these physical ailments, and conquer that and learn to walk, I can do this too. And I started reading Positively Unstoppable, you know, the book. And um, so coming off of that, and honestly, after after my cancer, when I was in remission, I just pretty much gave up on, oh, I'm just going to be, I think I sent that to you, I'm just going to be this fat old grandma. And um, But it, that's not what I wanted. I wanted to hike. I wanted to you know, do things. I wanted to be physical. So I I took it slow. I started with the beginner program and then I went through, I went through all of them. I think, well, I started like the chair and bed. I'm like, well, I, I think I can do a little more than this. So I advanced quickly myself, but I went through beginner, intermediate, advanced, and then, you know, there were jack challenges in 2021 and 
if I couldn't do it, I modified until I could because that's what Dallas does. Just do what you can do and make it your own. And um, I started getting stronger. And then that's like physically I could do all this stuff. My problem then was the nutrition because, mm-hmm. the yeah, so being like a former bulimic and eating my feelings and just, gorging and you know I eat when I'm happy I eat when I'm sad I didn't get that under control honestly till this year when Rob started coaching me and he's like first of all you're not eating enough calories and you you know your body your body doesn't know what to do because you you're still going ho on the physical but you're starving yourself and you're not feeding you know the right carbs to your muscles and so that was hard for me. That was really hard to go, ooh, if I, you know, eat more calories, and sorry for any triggers for any, you know, people who have bulimia or anorexia, but you think of that, like, I can't eat more food. I'm going to gain weight. But I trusted him, and I trusted the process, and I had my whole team behind me. You know, he has a, he had a group of people and still does, and, um I started seeing results. Like I said, I lost 17 pounds in those 90 days. And that right there was enough to prove to me, hey, this this really is true. If I, you know, DDPY, you hear Pam Riley talk about it, it's the pillars. You know, you've got the physical, you've got the mental piece and, and the fitness. So this year has really been about eating right and the right portions for the activity that I am at now, because I, I do the power stuff workout. I had surgery August 1st, and I just am about to finish my second four weeks of the power stuff. But I modify, you know, there's certain things I can't do. But I just, I just keep going. I don't quit. Because if I do, I know it's depression and gain weight and be miserable. And I don't want that. And I want to live. So, I mean, the flip side of the, the flip side of the coin is always, you know, when you realize how good you can actually feel. I mean, to not mm-hmm. do whatever it is you're doing. I mean mm-hmm. that, and to know that there is a very steep slope <laughs> to not yeah. feeling good. I mean, yeah, that's that's motivation plus. Well, and the other thing is. Um, you know, I did my SmackDown goals every year, um, and this year I actually I was able to achieve them, and I made them more simple. I learned that over the years. Like, why am I trying to, you know, shoot for the moon? And I so mine this year were gain flexibility. So I've been doing that, so I was able to achieve it. Complete a 5K. I did that, but I walked it because I I can't run. <laughs> Because I don't have part of my left lung, you know. Um, get off a of blood pressure med. That one I'm still working on because of the heart condition from the chemo. I may never get off of it, but it was a goal. I have reduced it down to like the lowest dose and tighten my arm muscles. Well, I've been doing that with the power puff, and I had done jack straps before too. Um, and then the Black Crow, that was a big one because when Jason Henry was doing it, I'm like, I'm going to do that. And he told hmm. me, like, 
you're going to do that. I know you will someday. And I believe it. So that whole, if you believe it, it's going to happen. But you have to put the work in. I just put this out there too. You know, DDPY works if you do. Like it's not a magic yeah. pill. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, that's, that's such a great point too. You know, a lot of times I, people will like ask me about DDPY and I'm like, oh yeah, try it. And, um, you know, DDP will sit there and say, anybody can do this. And sometimes people mm-hmm. listen to anybody can do this and confuse that with this is easy. This is going to be an easy <laughs> fix. And that's not the case. Anyone can do this, but there's a lot of hard work that goes into it. And that's the, that's the difference. Yeah. And I, I got to ask you, you know, you hear a lot of people who are cancer survivors, you know, you go through probably the worst thing you can physically go through as a human being. And, you know, on the other end of that, you probably have a lot of strength that you didn't know you had in you. Do you think that the person you were before the cancer would have been able to do what you're doing right now? Or would you have, were you a different person then? And that maybe wouldn't have been the route you would have seen yourself. Absolutely. I, the person I was before, no, I, I would not have been able to do that because I was, you know, I let people push me over. I let people walk all over me. I let people, you know, in my early school years, I was bullied. I, I think I have some back to you guys too. I was bullied and made to feel I was fat my, my entire life, and I was not an overweight child. I became overweight because I was told I was fat. I'm like, well, I am. I, this is what I'm doing. But when I got cancer, it changes. Like, like you said, you just nothing else mattered. There's like this tunnel vision. I'm going to beat this. And I've always said I'm not a fighter, but I'm a fighter backer. So if someone's attacking me or if something's attacking me like cancer, I'm going to fight it because I've been pushed into a corner. So I am not the same person. And people have said that too, like even after cancer, you know, and all the things I went through with my body and all the chemo, which is essentially poison to your body, but it's what you need to to beat certain cancers. Um, Yeah, I... I guess I just don't put up with a lot of crap anymore. <laughs> I didn't know if it was, Amen. you know, from Eli. <laughs> Nobody puts I'm baby in a corner. <laughs> right. But, yeah, that's, that's it. So, well, also, and, you know, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Please finish. I'm sorry. No, I, no, it's, I, so it has made me stronger and, and I, you know, people say, like, you lose friends or you lose family. And I always feel if people don't accept me for who I am now because I'm strong and I beat this and now I put myself first because I didn't put myself first for years. And now that I'm putting myself first and you're going to be upset with me or you don't want to be my friend, okay, then you are you really want truly my friend because you would want that for me too. So. Right. That is the biggest difference from before cancer to, you know, the last few years of putting myself first and my health first. And um, one other thing was, like, I had morning rules. Like, I had certain people that would call me every morning before work or on my drive to work when I used to drive in. I've been working at home for five years now. But, you know, and they're like, well, you don't even talk to me anymore. I'm like, that's because I'm doing my routine. You know, I get up, I make my coffee, I let my dog out, I go right down to my exercise room, and I do my workout. 
Now, sometimes when life happens, I do it later, and I'm the biggest complainer when I have to do evening workouts because I hate it because <laughs> I'm a morning person. <laughs> but what, I usually get it done. <laughs> what kind of psychopath mm-hmm. calls you first thing before work, though? Like, who has... Who wants to talk first thing in the morning? Don't even speak my name until noon. Like, don't call me. Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, don't call me until after 9 a.m. Like, oh, you want yeah. your coffee? I'm like, no, I need to I need to get my coffee and my workout in. Leave me alone. You know? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Also, so, you know, obviously probably yeah. a lot of the, the daily, like, just you have less tolerance for it because like I survived cancer. Mm-hmm. I don't have time for this petty bullshit either. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that was one of my things when that meme came out, like, ain't nobody got time for this. That, I'm like, I'd say that all the time. I'm like, Oh my God, I got so many eye rolls, but I'm like, I don't have time for this. It's, you know, life is precious and you, you have to, you have to know that. And whatever you're going through, and, you know, it may not be cancer, you know, it may be, Crystal, like you're saying, MS, or it could be anything, you know, it could be divorce, it could be the death of a loved one. I lost my brother last year at the age I am at now, and I'm going to tell you that, yeah, thank you, that lit a fire under me, too, because, you know, he was a champion motorcycle racer in Virginia, and... I looked up to him, and he was so healthy, and he he had a heart attack and died. And I'm just like, that fueled. At first, I, I was like, I was going to drop out of the, the Positively Unstoppable Challenge. And and it was um, Aaron Coker. He was like, no, come on, you know, we'll get back in it. You know, you, you can do this. And so I was encouraged by the community, not just Aaron. There were a bunch of people, you know. I, there's so many the name that I'm afraid I would leave somebody out, but I joined it back just to get through it and say, you know what, I have heart issues. If I stop now, that could be me, and he was 18 months older than me, so I'm 58 now, so that was like my biggest fear. Oh my gosh, he died at 58, and I'm approaching 58. I can't stop. I have to do this. So they have a memorial race every year for him. And this year, the day they had that in Virginia, I couldn't make it um, down there. So I, that's the day I did my, my 5K. I was like, you know, I'm going to do this in, in his memory because this is what he would want. And he would want me to be the healthiest I can be. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah I'm, I'm sorry. Wow. I'm sorry about your brother. That's that's really hard. And it's especially at such a young age and, you know, I, it just, it, there's been so much heartbreak for a lot of people in the past couple of years. And, and, and just with your brother and, and you talked about your father and, and the illnesses mm-hmm. and stuff, it's incredible. You know, a lot of people would have just buckled under that pressure and let that darkness pull them into right. a void. But Instead, you've kind of turned it around and used that to fuel you a little bit. And, and I think there's no better tribute to your family and your brother and your father than to, you know, to take that and use it to make you the best person. Because if I know anybody's family, yeah. you always root for the best. And that's a beautiful tribute to your family to use thank that. You. Yeah, thank you. And, you know, I've gotten healthy with CDPY. Um 
my blood pressure is normal now. When I first started, it was like 145 over 99, and now I'm, you know, 107 over 77. So my, I, you know, I've, I've corrected that by doing the program, by, by doing the physical piece and being mentally strong and, you know, being there for other people too, but also with the food this year. Um, the sodium was something Rob, you know, he's the one that's like, hey, yeah, it looks like you're staying under your calories, but look at that sodium, it's sky high. And I'm like, oh, I should look at that. That's probably why my blood pressure is high too. <laughs> and so I now have like normal sodium levels. My cholesterol's down. My my freaking A1C, it was like 7. Now it's like 5.7. Like these things have all... Like because of food and exercise and adding in cardio, I was able to correct all these. I'm no longer pre-diabetic, and that's huge. You know, I'm going to say for someone my age, um, but it's it's huge for anyone, obviously. So these these are huge things, and in any time that I think, oh, I haven't really done that much because I do that too. I'm human. I don't think I'm all this great person, you know, I try to be a good friend and a good wife and a good mother and, and, you know, be healthy. But I also get in my head like, well, I know I'm not really doing that much and, you know, that comparison thing and, and I just think, wait a minute, I go back and look at, because I journal everything, I write everything down. (laughs) I'm like, look at all this I did. I should be proud and, and be proud to be proud of myself. It really is its own language, too, learning about your body and the, the machine that your mm-hmm. body can be. You know, I could I could get behind the cockpit in an airplane and mash some buttons, but I don't know how to pull that thing up in the air. I don't know how to land it. I don't, need to, I don't know how to take <laughs> off or anything about it. But, like, if I learned, I could probably make that thing fly efficient. I can make it fly properly, upright, hopefully land it. And it's weird because our bodies are set up almost like a mechanical like device it's like uh, the, the the machines that we use are kind of modeled after the system our body fuel and all that stuff and once you kind of know what you're talking about with your health and your body and you can look at the numbers and you can look at well this is high this is bad and you can kind of work to pinpoint certain issues it's amazing what kind of efficiency you can you can make yourself to be a, a really strong healthy person just by kind of yeah. balancing all that yeah, and you know my my story is not over in life or in my health. I, you know, I I did get down to I had a goal of you know Wonderland be under two hundred pounds because when I started I was I was like two fifty seven almost two sixty. I quit weighing myself and um, you know Rob was like we're gonna get you there. Well then I went on vacation and I didn't hit the goal and then I did hit the goal but then I had surgery. And I couldn't work out for like eight weeks and, you know, start these hormone treatments. (laughs) I started gaining weight. I'm like, oh, no. But it's the consistency, like the discipline to to get back at it. Even if you fall off, you know, just just keep going. You're not starting over. You just keep going. And I never think about, like, how strong I am and, and I'm getting a lot of giving a lot of kudos to Rob because he does deserve it. He, he's a good friend. He's a good coach. Is you know you, you are strong, 
and you have the ability and, you know, don't give me your BS today. Just get up and do what you need to do. Mm. And it's true because you you just have to keep going. And um, the other thing is the <laughs> he has this goal of 10,000 miles to ride his bike this year. And I know Britain, um, Timberg is right behind him with like half that. And I was like, I can't do all that. I have all these health issues this year on top of my big health issues I already had. But, you know, I started it in March, and hopefully he's still listening. But I've almost got to 800 miles on my exercise bike since March, and I'm proud of that because, you know, I don't know how how many people have ridden 800 miles on their exercise bike this year, but that's a lot. (laughs) It is a lot. It's a lot. And then I'm like, yeah, but look at Rob. He's like at 8,000. And, you know, Brittany's at 5,000 miles. So that's where, you know, mentally I have to go, that's awesome for them because that is what they're able to do. But this is what I am able to do. And I didn't quit. I'm not a quitter. So, So sorry, (laughs) Um, Denise, we have a question that we ask a lot of people here. And, um, sure. I'm going to pose that question to you now. Um, what would new Denise tell old Denise? Oh, wow. From when I started the, yeah. the program? Yeah. Um, I mean, keep showing up for yourself. I say that to a lot of people, and I, I would say that, to myself, my old self. My new self would say that to my old self. Keep showing up for yourself because, you know, other people are going to show up for you, but you are the only one. My husband says this all the time. You are the keeper of your own keys. Whatever excuses there are, whatever, you know, gets in your way or whatever you think you can't do, you are in control. So, that's what I would say, and that's what I keep telling people. Keep showing up for yourself. Because if you don't take care of you, how are you going to take care of other people? Or, you know, whether it be your yeah. spouse or your children or even at your job, or if you're a caretaker. You know, I've been a caretaker for my, my mom on and off for the last couple of years. And, but if you are not mentally and physically strong, how can you do anything? And I wish I would have known this, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40. <laughs> was it as hard as now. you made it out to be in your head? No, no. No. So, no, because, you know, part of being bullied as a child and even by family members, you know, that probably didn't mean it. Um, but I was also in an abusive marriage that I didn't talk about my first marriage, you know, mentally, verbally, and emotionally, it was never physical, but that stuff, you know, it really, it kills a person's spirit. So, you know, I never thought that I was great at anything or that I was, you know, I had talent or that I had anything to offer. So I thought it was hard, like you said, but it's not as hard when you put in the work and you believe in yourself and you just, you know, I hit the ground running is what I call it every day, hit the ground running. And I do what I can 
to make myself better. And, you know, one of my biggest things is I want to live. And this is why I do what I do. Well, I'm so proud of you. That's a hell of a... That's a hell of a, a reason to uh, to see, stick with it, and um, we're, we're yeah. running out of time here. But I wanted to uh, ask you before we yeah. get going: um, mm-hmm. Is there any? What is something that you've done in the past few years that you really shocked yourself and surprised yourself, impressed yourself, and over delivered where you thought maybe like that was never me, that was never possible? Um, well, besides the physical, you know, being able to do like the power puff and the jack strap, the physical things, um, riding the bike, like I said, almost 800 miles this, this year. It's, my goal is going to be a lot bigger next year when I'm more healthy because I am still recovering and have some other issues. But also the food. Um, now, I, I don't want to say I cheated a little bit. We have a meal prep service to do our dinners because I'm just like, I can't meal prep and eat the same thing every day, <laughs> you know, for like three or four days until it's gone. I don't like to freeze it. And so the biggest thing for me um, is the food. That has shocked me because I used to binge eat. I used to, you know, I eat a lot of crap and just eating I try to be as gluten-free and dairy-free as I can, but I'm not. I'm kind of probably between phase um, two and phase three on the meal plan. Um, but that's the part that shocked me is that I don't binge eat anymore. I I give up things. And I don't really say give up. I just, I just think it's crap food and I don't want it anymore. That is the biggest shock to me is, you know, recovering bulimic, former binge eater, overeater, that's been the biggest thing, the biggest shock for me. How do you feel after eating the junk food now? Oh, I feel like shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I have because it's like, oh, I'm going to eat this. And then when you eat it and you've eaten so well for so long, your body's like, oh, your stomach hurts. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't want that anymore. It's overrated. It's very overrated. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I thank you so much for for coming on and telling your story and just part of your story. I'd love to have you come back down the line and, and give us an update. You're a really interesting and inspiring person to uh, talk with. And also, well, you know, best wishes it. to your son. Mm-hmm. Also, that's a hell thank of a you. battle to fight. Also, and the fact that he's yeah. got 90 days. Anybody who's had addicts in their life know that battle, and, mm-hmm. and he should be very, very proud and uh, continue to be proud. That's uh, that's pretty Thank impressive. You. So shout out to him too and your family and your husband who uh, it's such Thank a great you. thing to have somebody in your corner who's on your side during all of this and really got your back. And it's, it's a game changer for a lot of people when it comes to success or failure is having that person in your corner. So congrats for having such a great, uh, surrounded by a bunch of great people in your life. And uh, I love your story and I'm glad you came on and tell it. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you both. Oh, absolutely. And uh, we'll definitely love to have you back and give us an update down the line. And hopefully uh, you'll have gotten all those goals under your belt that you uh, talked about here today. And I'm, and I'm excited to see where you go. I think your story is going to inspire a lot of people. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, and we always wrap up the show here tonight with uh, our favorite Canadian quote master, 
Crystal Stewart. She's got an army. (laughs) She's got a staff of writers down in her basement, constantly writing quotes and coming up with good gems and quotes and nuggets. So let's get us off into next week. Crystal, how about you, uh, you rattle off one of those quotes and inspire us all the way into November. Sure. So we're in November now. Um, So (laughs) this, I saw this and it made me think of Denise's story. So the quote is by um, a company called Amazing, and the quote is, dirty water doesn't stop plants from growing, so don't let negative words stop your progress. Wow, that's good. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's love a great one. Too. And uh, I appreciate it. And, and Crystal, just so you know, I yes. told you, wake me up when September ends and you're a month late. I didn't know it was November. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> you're in Canada. Technically, it's October here. Maybe I don't know. I was gonna try to win this right. one, but I was wrong. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you, guys, so much uh, for Denise and for Crystal and myself. DDP Radio will be back next week with another brand new episode. Uh, rest in peace, Terry Lang. Love to Warren. Love to Dallas. And uh, thank you, guys, for listening. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Have a great week and own your Checked it today, man. That was a great workout, man. The power bomb set up by Page. Oh! He did a diamond cutter. I don't believe it. Diamond cutter out of the power bomb. We're going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work, and most importantly, own your life. This has been a presentation of DDP Yoga and Blog Talk Radio.